Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at first, first listen. listen we're older we're wiser and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories we're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments correspondence and a brand new sound Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I don't actually believe that the Niners changed their mind or moved their board or, or, or played games with anybody. I don't believe that. Um, I do think that the Patriots landed their quarterback of the present and future. And I think for the most part, a lot of these things went according to plan. That said, uh, there are certain teams that I, th- I thought killed it, certain, certain teams that missed a golden opportunity. I love what the Lions did. I love what the Chargers did. I hate what the Bengals did. And I'm curious about what the Bears end up doing. But what I want to start with is the Aaron Rodgers story, which kind of continues on here, right? He wasn't traded yesterday. I don't believe that they're trading him. This is the old game of chicken. But a lot of this comes down to relationships. Look, there are people in media who think that Packer fans are mad at the Packers. I don't believe that to be the case. I believe in this particular case, they most of them wish they would have taken a wide receiver or added to the wide receivers last year or maybe even this year, right? I think they would have liked that. But I also think that the proof is in the pudding. The team overall is very good. They've been to two straight NFC championship games, and this strikes them as Aaron being Aaron. I think Packer fans know their guy better than we know their guy, 
And I don't think that I think Packer fans are like, look, he's under contract. He's a Packer. Don't budge. That, that's my belief. You can share with me your sentiments on Twitter at Gottlieb Show or on the phone lines 877-99 on Fox. Here's what I think. Quarterbacks, star quarterbacks, are like beautiful women. They just are. And if you've ever been in a relationship with a beautiful woman, she has to know that you know she's beautiful, she's special, at most all times, right? Because there's a certain, you've ever heard the expression, every every time you see a beautiful woman, there's a guy who's tired of, yeah, you ever heard that one? Okay. And I think that's where it is with quarterbacks, where with quarterbacks, you would think they're the most secure individuals on the planet. All eyes are on them in the huddle. All eyes are on them before and after games and the interviews. What they say is represents the entire franchise and maybe moreover, the entire city or state in which they play. It, it's true. Ask anybody who lives in Indiana and they'll say because of Peyton Manning, more than the Colts, because of Peyton Manning, the, the, the city of Indianapolis has become a much more football-centric city than traditionally a basketball-centric city. It's because of Peyton Manning. He was, if not the best in the conversation, the best quarterback for a decade in the NFL. They won a Super Bowl, went to another Super Bowl. He was the face of the league on the commercials and the face of the franchise, essentially the face of the city and the face a little bit of the state, especially when the Pacers were eh like they are now. Hey, so I I think what you have to understand is we believe that the people who should be the most secure are the most secure. But the fact is that they're actually incredibly insecure. Matter of fact, we almost all are as people. The funniest people are the most insecure people and the people who appear to have the most confidence can also be the most insecure people. Right? And that's just the reality of it. They have to be told through actions and words that they're special. And that's where the Packers screwed it up. Packers didn't do anything wrong drafting Jordan Love. They had Aaron Rodgers under contract. The out in his contract it looks like it's at the end of next year, which is about the time that Jordan, Rod- uh, Jordan Rodgers, that uh, Jordan Love will be, will be assumed to be ready if he's in fact good enough. There weren't any other high-level wide receivers at that point in time that graded out in the first-round grade, and they're not going to select in the top 10 to take one of these elite quarterbacks in the future. So with that in mind, they got a guy they can stash, hopefully grow, mature, and whenever Aaron Rodgers bids adieu, they have a guy who can step in and play, knows the system, and has grown up kind of in the system and can can be a an Aaron Rodgers light. That, that's the plan. There's nothing wrong with that. But not communicating that plan or their feelings or giving the love and affirmation almost immediately after winning the championship game. Like the, the Packers read the tea leaves wrong, wanted to restructure, and he wanted an extension. They should have known right away. And 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 the fact is that even when your intentions are good. The beautiful woman with an incredible quarterback. They can be misconstrued because those people always have their antennas up. When you're a beautiful woman, and I used to, I've, I've worked with several. And I used to joke with one of them and said, man, what we should do is do a TV show of just cameras all over your body. So you get what people say and how they react and how they look at you. You don't even know it. But the truth is they do. They can feel it. Right? They can feel it. There's always creepy guy. There's try to be funny guy. There's uncomfortably hitting on you guy, right? They just, they have their antennas up for people who are simply in the, in, into them because of the way they look or their presence or their persona. Quarterbacks are much the same way. They're beautiful, talented, intelligent creatures. And yet they're a little bit insecure and they need to be told and shown how special they are at all possible occasions. Otherwise, 
they want to move on. That that's that's the way it works. Right? It's and it really isn't just for beautiful women because most every woman is beautiful in some part of their soul or of their body or whatever. But the the more somebody has been told how incredible they are for as often as they've been told it, the more it actually plants levels of insecurity. Don't get me wrong. Ugly dudes, ugly women have insecurities too, maybe even more so, but they don't have their antennas up the way that quarterbacks do. This is Brian Gunnikens, who's the general manager of the Packers speaking to the media last night. He's our quarterback. He's our leader. We've been working through this for you know a little while now, and um, you know I just think uh, it may take some time, but um, you know he, he's he's the guy that kind of makes this thing go. So he's he gives us the best chance to win, and and we're going to work towards that end. Do you think Aaron's ever going to play again for you guys? How, how can you convince him to come back and play for you after he he seems to be at least if the reports are accurate that that he has no interest in doing that? Yeah, I'm not going to speak for Aaron, obviously, but uh, no, I think obviously we have got a really good team. And I do think he'll play for us again. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to work towards that. And we've been working towards that uh, on a, a number of different fronts. Is there any scenario that you can see trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason? No, no, Ryan. I appreciate the question, but no, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. There you go. You know, and this is kind of line drawn in the sand in the most polite way possible. Look, we're going to try to fix this thing on multiple fronts. We're trying to adjust. You know, they're essentially kind of going to therapy to fix what maybe inevitably feels like a divorce. But can we keep it together for the kids to get through school? What the Packers are going through is what every guy will go through. If you don't spend that extra special little amount of attention needed. So your significant other feels secure, safe adored, loved, etc. Quarterbacks are just like beautiful women. They have talent. They know they have talent. They know they are special. They have insecurities and want affirmation for all of their talent. But at the end of the day, like there, you are literally a bust. There is another one that'll come around in 15 minutes. And if you want to hold on for as long as you want to hold on, you got to make them feel special. This is Greg Jennings talking on The Herd about Aaron's fractured relationship. He's in a relationship, and it's a relationship that has been fractured. And anytime you are in a relationship, you know the needs and what's necessary to repair that relationship. Well, I believe Aaron Rodgers was trying to really fill out the Packers and understand and make his feelings felt and see what they were going to do. Are you going to give me the wants that I want versus the need that I understand that the organization desires and may need? What Are you going to address my wants? Well, the question is, what are those outside of just money? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't hate to say I told you so. I just don't. Um, let me let me prove it to you. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me prove it to you. Yesterday, the Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater, right? For Teddy Bridgewater. And this is what I said right after the trade was consummated. New England, I think, is going to take a quarterback. The question is, do they have to trade up to take one? I think what happened today was the Patriots got their quarterback, even though the Broncos got a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater's fine. He's solid. He has limited upside, but is really just a good guy to have in your locker room. That's the deal. That suddenly is like, all right, well, Carolina's not taking a quarterback, and now obviously the Broncos aren't taking a quarterback. There he is. This is how it played out last night for the Broncos and the Patriots. With the ninth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Pat Sertan Jr., defensive back, Alabama. With the 15th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the six-time world champion New England Patriots select Mac Jones. Mac Jones, okay? So Mac Jones, who is rumored to go three with the Niners, ends up going 15 to the Patriots. Of course, inevitably what happens is people are like, Mac Jones fell. Not really. (laughs) Not really. He was viewed by many to be somewhere between the third and fifth best quarterback prospect, and he became the fifth quarterback taken. (laughs) Um, But it's also like... Look, there's just a certain number of teams that have quarterbacks. I also think that the Aaron Rodgers thing intrigued the Broncos. We're like, you know, we can't get him this year. Maybe we can get him next year, which is when Teddy Bridgewater's contract expires, right? They want to put, they'd rather, why swing for a guy who might be good and might not as a first round pick when there's a 55% hit rate for all players who are in the first round? When we can have an absolute star, much like we had when we got Peyton Manning. Like, I think that's still a thought there. But the big thing was there was somewhere between five and seven teams that wanted a quarterback. The first three were all taken care of. That left Carolina, who just got a quarterback. That left Washington, who has Ryan Fitzpatrick and seems like they're going to punt for this year. Or maybe they draft a developmental guy. But they have Taylor Heineke. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're fine. Teddy Bridgewater... Fine, not a star, but fine. 
And so the Patriots, you look at their roster, and it makes a lot more sense now. Think about it. For the Niners, it's hard to trade Jimmy Garoppolo because of the contract. And they have said they want they want an Alex Smith type of situation. You'd only want an Alex Smith type of situation if the quarterback you're bringing in has to still develop. And that felt like either Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And everyone I talked to had Trey Lance ranked, rated ahead of Justin Fields. So you wouldn't want a Mac Jones. The juxtaposition of the Broncos where they are with the Patriots. Look at what the Patriots brought in. Look at the depth of talent in their roster. And it feels like they need a guy who's ready to play and and ready to play the right way right away. That's Mac Jones more than Justin Fields. They sat tight, got exactly what they wanted. This is Bill Belichick on his quarterback competition. Whatever position, whatever time. Jared or Mac, you know, ready to, you know, challenge and compete, then we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Adam Kaplan joins us, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Cap, where'd you grow up? In Philly, Cheltenham High School, Reggie Jackson. Went to my high school. And then before that, Penn Charter, which is the, one of the top prep schools in the country. Mark Gubiza, I don't know if you know Mark. He's an uh, Angels broadcaster. Sure. Uh, sure. Mark went there. Ruben Amaro. Um, a lot of great. Uh, the Goldbergs guy. The guy who wrote the Goldbergs. You know, the, he went to Penn Charter. So that's my, uh, my claim to fame high school. Cuba Gooding Jr. went there. Ooh, Mark Grace. Okay. Sean yep. Green. Yep. Deshaun Froster. Frosty Rucker. Man. Um, yeah, we had some. Uh, Chris, uh, not, Chris Chester didn't. He moved. I, I, I know Chris. Know, Chris Chester went there as well. Met him at the I, Senior Bowl, believe it or not. Yeah, great dude. Um, so yeah, we had we had some we had some had some dudes uh, in in multiple sports. Uh, when I was a kid, I I think I was uh, probably like fourth grade. We collected garbage pail kids. You guys ever have garbage pail kids? No, I'm a little bit older than you. Garbage pail. Oh wait a minute. Are you ta- oh the cabbage patch sort of yes. the cabbage patch? Yeah, I, but they're I know they're about, not. They're I'm like a little bit they're older like than you, cabbage buddy. patch, but they have like raunchy names. <laughs> yeah, Doug, that's Slug, hilarious. And, that's and hilarious. they're like stickers yeah. as well. Sure. And sure. so I grew up in the city of Orange. Okay? okay. And right, my oh, you are from the, California. Okay. Yeah. So the little subdivision where where we grew up, if you go out of it and you go, you know, like one block to the north, you're in Barrio Medina. It's a all Hispanic area and they had a little liquor store in there. And I guess it was because the Hispanic kids didn't buy the garbage pail kids, but it was like, you couldn't buy them anywhere else. You go in there and buy them. So you, you go in there and you buy these garbage pail kids. Anyway, that those had value and we trade them. Then it became baseball cards mm. and I had a Beckett monthly. Um, Gascon. Yeah. 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 Gascon yeah. can attest to this. Like the mm-hmm. Beckett was, it gave the values for the cards based upon the condition of the cards. Sure. So Jim Abbott was a rookie. Jim he was Abbott. the one-handed pitcher, right, yep, yep. out of Michigan. For the Angels. And, yep. and he was everybody's hero. Mm-hmm. And so I used to go, and my mom would drop me off at the ball game, like early, $5 to sit in the family section in mm-hmm. left field. And then you'd sneak over or sneak around to sit, like, you know, a couple of seats behind the dugout. There's nobody but the last couple innings of the game. So I remember trying to hang around and get interviews, like interviews get autographs yeah. after a game one night. And they shooed me away, and I realized, like, I could hide behind one of these big cement uh, pillars, and no one would ever see me, and I could then kind of sneak into the locker room. I I planted the seed. So I snuck into the locker room the next game. It was against the Brewers, but I actually snuck in on the Brewers' side, and then there's like a – it's like the Viet Cong, right? There's all these inner working tunnels inside the old Anaheim Stadium. (laughs) And I sneak my way over to the, the Angels locker room, and I have this Beckett monthly with Jim Abbott. All I want to do is get him to sign the thing. Mm-hmm. And so I go back, and I make my way back to the locker room, and I ask him, like, Mr. Abbott, will you sign my Beckett? And he's like, okay, that is terrible. Let me give you something better. He pulled out, like, a stock photo from his locker, signs okay. it, mm-hmm. and hands it to me. And then these guys were about to – they wanted to arrest me. Yeah, of course. So I end up getting escorted – out of the Angels building, like through the players' entrance oh, by two security guards. Yeah. But you know, there's like a group of people, I don't even know their names, but there's a group of kids who would do the same thing a couple nights a week, would come and get autographs from players mm-hmm. before and after the game. And all these people that had known me, like they see me getting like star treatment. They're like, What'd you do, man? What'd you do? And I still have the Jim Abbott autograph. Anyway, uh, that's my that's You my know what's interesting? Autograph. The late great Tony Gwen, nineteen eighty two, I'm in high school, right? You know, players I don't I was never an autograph guy, but I rem- I, I, it's amazing. I can remember it like it's right in front of me. So what you would do is, for batting practice to get autographs, you'd go right in, against the rails. This is the old Veterans Stadium, the, the defunct Veterans Stadium. You know, it's not, the, it, it, was, it was not – obviously, it's one of the worst stadiums in, in sure. sports where the Eagles and Phillies played. So anyway, I went to the, the railing of third base, and I see him come up. I said, Tony, you know, because back then, 
the only way you got this well before the internet, the only way you got information is reading magazines. And, and I remember reading about him. And he just became my favorite player, number 19. He was, he was with Las Vegas, their, their AAA club, and they got brought up. And I wanted his autograph. He was my favorite player like, at, at that age because I followed his career. I loved baseball then. And he came over and said, hey, man, I, I'm not t- doing aut- autographs now, but I, after BP. And then I'm like, ah, he ain't going to do it because he's just shooing me off. He seeks me out. He says, hey, man, I told you I was going to give you an autograph. Here you go. And I was like so blown away that the guy followed through with what he said he was going to do. And he, it was such class. And uh, you know, Hank Aaron was my first hero. And then uh, Tony Gwynn was my second favorite baseball player. It's interesting, Tony. My brother was an assistant at San Diego State. And he's like, far away, like he worked for Steve Fisher. Oh, a super he classy too, guy. right? Yeah. Right, and he right. was like, he was like, Tony Gwynn was such a classy dude. It's the like best ever, man. And no ego would walk yep. in, just yep. no ego at all. And would sit and practice and want to watch and listen and learn. And it was, he was an amazing He was amazing a great guy. point guard, right? For San Diego State. He was a good mistaken. point guard, right? Yeah. Very, very, very good point guard. That was the yeah. previous time they had made the NCAA tournament was when Tony mm-hmm. Gwynn was there. Tony Gwynn and Michael Cage. If you I was just going to say Michael Cage with the Jerry Curl, right? Oh, my. Both of them Robo had the Jerry Curl. Tony had, yeah. the, Tony had the Jerry Curl as well. So, yeah, yeah. Michael Cage, man. I could still see it. He... He couldn't shoot where the lick, but all he could do was rebound. That's why he was able to play in the league for many years. Yeah, now he's the uh, color voice of the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Adam Kaplan is our guest. Let's get to the NFL. Sure. Did Trey Lance move, or was this their plans, uh, plan all along? You know, it's funny. I, I do believe that, and it, this never should happen, Doug, because that's why I, I didn't believe most of the stuff that's out there. Typically, the way it works is general managers tell me, when you make a trade-up for a player – early in the process, you know who you're taking. There's no debate. This is what we're doing. We're taking this particular player, typically a quarterback, because you don't move like they do and not trade up for a quarterback. So I do believe, now this is the way it was explained to me, the front office, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, who's also the play caller, has personnel control. Kyle, in the end, has the final say. Uh, He was more of a uh, Mac Jones fan, is the way it went. Now, the front office, they were more on developmental quarterback Trey Lance, because they all agreed that Jimmy Garoppolo, because of his injury history, they just couldn't depend on him. They like Jimmy. They've won a lot of games. He's got a very good record as a starting quarterback, but that's the problem. He doesn't, he's not available a lot. He had two high ankle sprains last season. He had the ACL a couple of years ago. They did make the Super Bowl with him, but he's been undependable. So they were kind of soured on him, and they made a decision. As I, I actually said this in uh, 95-7 the game, and right after the season was over, I said they're going to draft a quarterback in the first or second round. I just don't know who it is yet. It's too early. And here we go. We're in late April, and they drafted Trey Lance. Now, here's what happened here. I now we'll see. We'll we'll find out by Sunday whether this happens or not. It the the there's a belief around the league that the the Niners will not trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Why? A they're not going to get a first round pick for him. That's believe what they want. Why would you trade for a guy who's not been healthy for first get a, You know now would the Niners be willing to take something less than that? Maybe so. Jimmy Garoppolo, Doug, is a no trade clause, so he'd have to okay where he'd go. That's number one. Number two now with Mac Jones going to New England, forget about that. Jimmy's not going there. That, that, that was the team that a lot of people pointed to. Well, it's not happening. Mac Jones went to 15 to the, to the Patriots. So um, he is the furthest away from be- playing. So that's why, to me, uh, he was the fifth guy most pe- teams would tell you. He's the fifth guy out of five in terms of being ready to play. Not long term, he's got a lot of skill. He played, for, he played at a lower le- level of college football, one AA uh, at North Dakota State. That's where Carson Wentz went. He just needs further development. He, uh, I had a GM tell me he sees no way he'd be ready by week one. He's got a long release. He's raw. He needs further development. That's what raw means, und- uh, unrefined. He needs a lot of refinement, and that's not going to happen without an offseason. The most we're going to get right now, the, the, just before we move on here, uh, most teams I talk to believe that we're going to have a mandatory minute camp where the players will have to practice that for a week. But they are, they are operating on the, the, the belief that we're not going to have anything other than that in terms of practice. Now, if the league announces in the coming weeks that they're going to have um, you know, June camps where players could show up, great. But right now, they're just doing virtual. Hmm. Um, which, of course, stands to reason that the, the veteran quarterbacks will, have a, will, will be way ahead because of and their— And that's their, why you keep Jimmy. Right. You should, but, that's, but we'll That's see. why you keep Jimmy. Um, what about the Bears? Was this their plan all along? Yes. Yeah, so, so I had put out there that the Bears might shake it up— uh, People want to know, what do you mean? I said, I wouldn't rule out a quarterback, but I know they were in the market for a wide receiver. They, they're looking to build it up. Um, but, look, Justin Fields is a really high-level quarterback. Uh, there are some knocks on him, one, one read quarterback and so forth. The tape against Indiana shows it. He didn't handle the blitz very well. But you know what? 
They have Andy Dalton. If they don't think he's ready, Andy Dalton will be the starter. Fields will start the season. It doesn't matter whether it's week one or week five or week ten. But they love Justin Fields. This is their guy. They, they, look, if you're a Bears fan, listen to us here with Doug. Don't look, the, the Mitch Trubisky and situation, reaching for him, I get it, um, and not taking Patrick Mahomes, you'll never forget about it, I get it. But if, if Justin Fields, if you give him time to develop and becomes a starter for the next eight to ten years, then you're happy. And, I, and I, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, social media, the fans were ecstatic. They loved it. So, you know what? Just let him grow, and their coach, well, uh, John, D, John D. Filippo, their quarterback coach, is the best in the National Football League of developing quarterbacks. They're in good hands there. They have three guys, the head coach and the OC and the quarterback coach, who are known for developing quarterbacks. I think the Bears are going to get this thing turned around. I really do. Uh, I, I do as well. All right, what about Mac Jones? How long before he's yeah. the starting quarterback of the um, My prediction, remember now, we have a 17-game season now, not 16 games. My prediction will be five games for, for – um, for uh, after five games, he'll come in for Cam Newton. That that's it. I they're not they're they're not going to be a great team. I think will be better than last year. But Cam Newton, let's call it like it is, he was horrendous to close the season. In fact, it tells you what Bill Belichick thinks of Jared Stidham. Their their fourth rounder from 2019. He thought so little of him. After they were eliminated, he refused to, to evaluate him. He just let Cam Newton start and finish the season when Cam absolutely deserved to be benched. But he brought Cam back. Cam right now is a starter. But at some point this season. Coming season, he won't be. I would agree. I, I just the question is how quickly can it happen? How about they well, get three quarterbacks from two schools? Start. Right, but it, it comes down to what kind of start they get off to. There, there's there, there's always a school of thought around Thanksgiving. If you're out of it, just let the young kid come in for the stretch. But it also depends how they're doing. I, I just to summarize the Patriots, I don't think they're going to be very good. Now they're going to get a bunch of players back from co- the opting out. That'll help. Their line is going to be better than it was last year, but they're. That'll help Cam, and, and, but he's not going to get a lot of practice time this offseason, most likely. And, and I know it's a tough offense to learn in a matter of a month, but we have to wonder where Cam is at this point of his career. I know you could play into your late 30s at quarterback. He's only 31, but he hasn't played highly competent football since 2018. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he, he, he can't throw. I mean, that's a, that's prob- his, way, his accuracy was terrible last season. Awful. Yeah, it, it just it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't there. Um, the Bengals go and get the best wide receiver, and there's the connection with the quarterback having played yep. together. But, I mean, I, I can't believe that, that a team that has been trying to rework their line and drafting Thank for that for line. Thank you for saying that because you're giving me where I'm going. Go ahead. How can you not take Sewell there? Well, here's a point here that I'll give you a nugget. So I'm told the Lions were looking to trade out. That was before Sewell dropped to them. They were trying to trade down. I talked to three teams that said it was very clear they were motivated to trade out. Uh, they want to rebuild their defense. They were going to draft a defensive player had they, had, uh, they traded down, but um, they were not expecting Sewell to drop, and you're absolutely right. Mike Brown, the owner, is personnel control. Might be – look, they draft great at receiver. I'll give them that. They're one of the worst teams at understanding how to develop a football team. You build with the lines, offensive, defensive. That's the way you do it. That's the way I was told for many years. Every GM tells me that. What a bad job Mike Brown has done, but – it's hard to argue with Jamar Chase. I know he didn't play last season, but he was the highest-graded player at, at, at the receiver position for this draft. But you know what? You know who the highest-graded player was for this draft for most no, teams? No. Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. Yeah, Over I mean, the, 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 the only question for him is, it, it, can he play tight end, or is he just a Well, he's going to be a move guy. Now, now he's, going, he's not going to be an inline tight end. Now, he can block. He's going to play receiver. He's going to play what's called the X receiver. That's where um, Chase will play. Jamar Chase will play for the Bengals. Because uh, he is so long and linear and, and athletic, he's a Philly kid, Philly tough, high, super high character. It's a he's. This is, I know. I know. Look, a lot. Of, I know the Falcon fans wanted um, Fields, and I, I don't blame them because the Falcons need to figure out who Matt Ryan's eventual replacement is going to be. But this is what they call a gold jacket player. What that means, he's going to make the Hall of Fame. That's that's the way coaches I've talked to think. That's yeah, how special I, this kid is. I mean, that's uh, that's, uh, that's that's crazy, that, but that's cr- it's crazy, me. crazy know, level of. I know. Level of, of expectations. Yeah, it is. You're right. Um, feel like the Chargers got exactly what they needed and it fell to them. Is that crazy? Yes, at 13, they need to rebuild their offensive line. Their offensive line was horrendous, despite how F- Herbert played. I mean, I give him credit in spite of it all. He, he was terrific. But, th- yeah, you're right. They have to rebuild their line. They have not done a good job with it. Uh, they lost two of them. One of them was their center who retired, Pouncey. Um, they, they cut Trey Turner, who was awful at guard, and they bring in Slater, who could play guard or tackle. He's a little bit short, though, to play left tackle, by the way. 
Yeah, but they got Bala- they also got Balaga, right? Right, who's coming back from an ACL injury. But um, Slater, this is a good pick. I totally agree with you. This is a smart kid. What I call him is a plug-and-play player. I like this move. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, um, where are we on the Aaron Rodgers thing? All right, here's what I know. Here's a, here's a really interesting nugget. I put this out last night, but I didn't do it on radio, so here's, here's the story. Aaron was miserable until last season. How miserable? He went, in, he went into a opponent's... He went over to the defensive side of the football uh, in, during, live in a game, okay? It was after a play. It was over during a timeout. He went over to this, the, this, the, this side of the football for, for the opponent during the game. On the field, by the way. I believe it was on the field, obviously. It would have to be because it was the defensive side of the football for that team. And he went over to the opponent and said, get me out of here. And the source that I spoke with, who I spoke to when it happened, who, who, t- who called me to tell me this, I, ta- I called him last night. I said, hey, I want to make sure I have this right. I'm not, you know, I can't discuss the team, but he, he goes, look, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Our, our players were stunned. They didn't, they didn't quite know how to, they didn't know what it meant because they, no one knew that he was unhappy then. Well, now we know with this ESPN story come out and every, all the other reporting and based on what I know, but a, 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 a Packer source told me, this is a great line. So I said, hey, you know, he had those cryptic comments after the season's over. What do you think? Do you think you guys might trade him? He goes, are you trying to get us fired? I said, I'm just asking the question. He goes, hey, dude, what, what, do you, what do you trade your best player who won the MVP? Are you out of your mind? We're not trading him. And then the GM went out and said that yesterday when he was asked. But this is April. Roger said he's not playing for them anymore. Okay, He told them that privately. Well, this is April. This guy's a football player. You saw what, what uh, Carson Palmer threatened to retire. Actually, he temporarily retired, and then he got traded, and then he, then he, then he returned. But um, this one, watch. In April, everybody talks tough. In August... The Raiders changed their tune with uh, Khalil Mack three years ago when they said they wouldn't trade him. So this this one bears watching. Yeah, he, but and then the the retirement threat I think is real, but I also think yeah. that that it's like they still own his rights if he does retire. And mm-hmm. is he really going to give away one of the last couple years of his career? Exactly. But 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 right. And again, he's a football player and he's unbelievable and he loves football. He's a gamer. I'll believe it when I see it. The, these guys, then Le'Veon Bell did the. Well, he was a running back. That was that was another foolish thing. That's another thing for another time. That crushed his career. He but. was also, a, but he was also a Le'Veon Bell was a free agent, right? Like it's let, let's remember Correct. this guy's under contract. That's, That's he was right. A free agent. They own his rights. I understand that. But again, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're a gamer. Jeopardy, come on, man. Really. So, so do you think he plays for the Packers this year? Yes, I do. I do too. I do too. Be interesting to see how he plays for the Packers. He's usually a guy that uses that anger to fuel oh, spectacular he performances. He did last year after they drafted Love. hundred percent. You're absolutely right. Adam Kaplan, Philly bred. Uh, he's one. He was once locked up in Vet Stadium. That's what he shared with us. Uh, for, <laughs> do you know that for, story, by the way? Yeah, it got him no. lived there for two years. Yes, I do know that. I know that story. I thought it, I thought, I thought it was real that you got arrested. Yeah. Was, no, no, crazy. no. I oh man, I used to scalp tickets and all sorts of stuff. You know, I shouldn't say that, but uh, you know, thirty-five years ago when I was a kid. But you know, now, who didn't scalp tickets? Come on, Adam yeah, Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Thanks so much, Cap. Thanks, man. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at three p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. 49ers, I guess, fake some of you out drafting Trey Lance. I had heard it was Trey Lance about three days before the draft. I had a pretty good source, but it's not like I needed to break anything. Just everyone, he had their speculation. He was like, look, man, it's going to be Trey Lance. Here's why. Very smart. Here's the thinking. Here's Kyle Shanahan giving Trey Lance the good news. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on, Coach? Nothing to do. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited, Coach. All right. You had a hunch for a while? Oh, man, I didn't know, Coach. You wouldn't tell me nothing. Hey, we didn't tell anybody, man. I know. I thought I thought you could tell, though, the way you I thought told. you got to buy it, but turn it into I did, but I didn't. You know, I didn't know, Coach. Hey, man, it was all worth it, man. Dude, we're so pumped. So pumped, man. We'll get you out here tomorrow. Enjoy this night. Have Talk fun to with you. your family, man. You've earned it. Uh, it's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so they didn't tell him, but here, here's the, the breadcrumbs that were left by the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, here's the breadcrumbs. They had Jimmy Garoppolo and didn't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They told people that they want Jimmy Garoppolo to remain there at least for one more year, meaning you're not going to get a Mac Jones, who's kind of a refined guy. Uh, That would bring you Lance and Justin Fields. And like, look, Justin Fields, neither... Lance, uh, excuse me, Lance never played that... played, what, one game this year. So he didn't play a lot of football... Fields had plenty of opportunities to display an increased acumen for progressions and feel in the pocket. He played great in the national semifinals. That's about it. 
he did not have a great season if you actually watch the games. You know, some of the things he tried to do, forcing the football against Indiana, etc. So I I completely understand it. And I just had enough people tell me that, like, look, Trey Lance has a chance to be special. Matter of fact, one of the other uh, teams that drafted a quarterback reached out to me and he's like, man, I really like the Trey Lance pick there. He's going to be great for them. He's athletic enough to run their offense, but not such a crazy athlete that he takes off and runs at every point in time. He needs to improve some of his footwork. It'll help with some of his accuracy issues. And Kyle's just that kind of guy. Plus the setup they have where he can sit and learn the first year. It just works. But I think what we're doing is like we, we do this whole rise and fall on the draft boards when the reality of it is I'm guessing the Niners had him all along, had him pegged all along. That was their guy. That's why they moved up. So um, when you move up, when you make those picks, then all of these things, uh, all of these things be like, well, he moved up late and he fell. The guys aren't falling on draft boards. The draft boards are set several days before, really several weeks before. Here, here's what Brian Billick told us about Trey Lance, why he had Trey Lance over Mac Jones. The thing we keep hearing about Mac Jones is he's going to be great for the system. That scares the hell out of me. In today's game, where a quarterback, either because of some athleticism or because of unique ability to move around the pocket and see things, has to be able to make plays outside the design of the offense when things break down. That never really happened that much. Now, Trey Lance, coming from a smaller program, some of the things he had to do, you talk about a player that a team had to throw the game on a guy's back. Yeah, so I I don't necessarily think it's about as much of that. I mean, in all candor, what it feels like it's the the most that it's about is that you know Trey Lance just has a massive amount of upside. hasn't played a ton of college football, but has so much talent. It's kind of silly, and you know they have the time to allow that talent to come to fruition. They have that talent to be you know for him to live up to that talent. And I think all that is very, very, I think all of this is super reasonable, super reasonable, you know, to, to look at it that way, to have a mature perspective on it and to go, Hey, you know, Trey Lance is going to be really good. He has some flaws, but he needs to work to correct those flaws. And he will, will work to correct those flaws. Like all of that sounds brilliant and genius and honest to me. And I get it. And I like it. I like it a great deal. I like it a great deal. Um, but I don't think that he moved up draft boards late. I don't think anything changed. I think they saw what they saw and then went out and saw Mac Jones. And people were like, man, this Mac Jones, he's really good. He's really ready. And they, want, they took two looks at Mac Jones and they're like, yeah, you know, he's good. He doesn't have what this guy has. Doesn't have that extraordinary arm, extraordinary talent, slightly more athleticism. You know, and, and if anything, when you haven't played as much football, a lot of times, um, a lot of times, you don't have bad habits to break. You know, when you've played a ton of football, you've established who you are and what you are, and this is what you do. When you haven't played a lot of football, you don't have the bad habits to break. You know, for Garoppolo, I think it's a perfect setup. There's a story that Jimmy Garoppolo, as soon as the draft pick went down, he reached out and said, can I get his number to welcome him to the team? I think Garoppolo understands, like, this is the way it has to be. He's got a chance to have a really good year, you know, and if he has a really good year, he'll get another contract elsewhere. You know, the absolute craziest scenario could be, what if he has a perfect season, like a great season, and then they have to make a really hard call. It stands to reason that that decision was already made when it was made to trade up for the number three pick. Because if we remember back, Alex Smith, his last game as a Niner, as a starter, he had basically a perfect game on Monday Night Football. He got hurt the next game and never got his job back. So it's common. It, it's, it'd be very common, very reasonable to think that... Um, that Garoppolo is going to play elsewhere next season or the following season, not this coming season. And we all saw that coming. 
but Trey Lance at least buys him a little bit more time compared to what Mac Jones would have bought. Coming up next, um, why do you do what you do? Right, that's that's a big question. Why do you do what you do? Why'd you draft that guy? Why'd you wear that outfit? Why'd you sell that car? Why'd you sell that house? Why'd you buy that house? Why did you do what you do? You ever wonder why? I think on some level we know why this team did what they did. And even if it shouldn't be this simple, it is this simple. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Dude just got picked 13th in the first round. He gets to come out to Southern California and play with a stud young quarterback uh, with a loaded football team in the most expensive stadium ever built. Outside of that, you know, his his life's not not great, right? I mean, uh, and, and Texas kid goes to Northwestern and then sets the viral world on fire with a front squat, with a front squat, a record-setting squat. I'm talking about Rashawn Slater. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. First, uh, okay, so last night, what was that night like for you? Hey, Doug, thanks for having me. Oh, man, it was amazing. Um, so surreal. Like, I don't even think I processed it in the moment. And even now, like, I'm still just got home to Dallas, and I'm still just sitting here trying to trying to process everything. But uh, it was just such an incredible moment. I, I, was, I was surprised, honestly, when the Chargers picked me. But uh, I've just been getting so excited thinking about the offense and what we're going to be able to do. So just pure joy. Okay, so you, you didn't know they were going to take you. What did you think? Like going into the night, what was your – give me your the most honest thing you've told anybody about what your thought process was. Um, I thought maybe I'd go to Detroit, but I knew that there was a lot of teams who wanted linemen, and so I, I really wasn't like set on any one team. Um, but, you know, when the way it unfolded, uh, it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, now I really hope it's L.A., and it ended up being L.A., and so I'm, I was just so happy. Okay, so you just so you know, you only play in L.A., nobody actually practices in L.A., and you yeah. hit the lotto, right? The Rams are in Thousand Oaks, other side of L.A., much hotter, okay? You get to be in Orange County, Costa Mesa. I'm broadcasting like five minutes from your practice facility. Like you, So it's like if, um, it's, it's hard to explain, like where are you in Dallas right now? Northern, North Dallas, like McKinney area. Okay, so you're like, again, so again, think of South Dallas, and that's where the Rams are, and, and then you're like, oh, you only play, obviously, like, they play in Arlington, which is not, not near anything. So that's yeah. really the, have you ever been to Orange County before? Never. I'm, I'm so excited. I, uh, I have some family that lives near San Diego, so I know that's a bit further south, but I think that whole, like, just region is, like, the most beautiful in the country. It, 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 it absolutely is. Okay, take me through the front squat, which everyone's seen the video of, right? First of all, who's the little guy? Is that an assistant strength coach? That's Coach Flynn. Yeah, he's a, he's a strength coach at Northwestern. Uh, great guy. A lot of people think I hate him for some reason. Like, we're so tight. But he was like trying to jack you up and pump you up like, and push you from behind, but it looked like he went like too far and it ticked you off. Yeah, man, like, Anyone who's been in that environment, you know, there's just so much adrenaline pumping, and he was he was trying to jack me up, and it worked. Obviously, like I'm sure I'm sure that helped me lift heavier. Um, but yeah, I was just like, who's stopping me? <laughs> Turn around and push them. <laughs> but wait, didn't didn't you guys have a different strength coach? The guy that used to before the game when you're out there lifting weights, you know, you guys oh, would do that, huh? Coach Spanos, yeah, he's my man too. He's still there. Okay, so but you guys go out and you do like a lifting routine on the field, like way, way, like a couple hours before the game. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Did you like that when you first got there? You're like, what is this? Or were you all in the second you did it? Oh no, I was all in just because that's what they always did. I think the idea is like you get to the stadium, everyone's a little, I don't know, they just laid in bed all night. They want to get moving, so that's kind of we do. It's just to wake up our bodies. Uh, but yeah, Coach Spanos is always out there doing everything with us, like doing push-ups and pull-ups, and he's awesome. Okay, so you did 495 on the front squat. Why the front squat? Uh, so I uh, I was back squatting my first couple years at Northwestern, and then 
we just decided that my back squat was good enough, and so we wanted to just switch the bar to the front and just work on my core strength too, I guess, was the thought process, but didn't want to overload. I don't know. Four ninety five is pretty good load on on the front squat, bro. <laughs> <Appreciate> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're aware, but that's a I, like I front squatted before as a hooper. Nobody threw up three bills, let alone four nine, basically five hundred pounds. That's a that's a lot. Is that the most you've ever done? Yeah, that's the most I've ever done. And are you no are you done with max squatting? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, rep it out at two twenty five now. In the interest of longevity, yeah, it's probably the last time I did it. Okay, so you're gonna walk into a, a locker room with. Uh, they got, you know, Lindsay, the, the, the center from Ryan Lindley from the center from the Packers. They got Brian Balaga, who's coming off an ACL. You got like all these old dudes. Uh, yeah. Are you prepared for the rookie hazing? Like here you are just a young buck, you know, from Texas by way of Northwestern with all these old guys. How are you going to bridge that youthful gap? Oh man. Like I feel, I feel so lucky to be going to a room like that, uh, it comes with the hazing, but then the benefit is just all those years of acquired wisdom throughout those guys, and I just get to be around them and pick their brains nonstop. And so I'm sure they'll get tired of me asking questions, uh, but I'm just going to do everything I can just to soak up as much as I can from those guys. Okay, so now are you a taco connoisseur? It's a big taco part of the country. Are you a big taco guy? I love tacos. That's, your- that's one thing I cannot wait. Um, it just kind of hit me like, a couple hours after I get drafted, like there's so much good food in LA from what I've seen. So I'm so excited for that too. No, there's the, the taco industry will, will welcome you with open arms. Do, do you <laughs> like, what, what is your taco meat? Like you gawk into a taco place and they're like carnitas. Do you like al pastor? Do you like the old school beef? Like what is your, what is your taco meat of choice? Uh, carne asada. Okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. Sure. Uh, what about living on your own? Are you are you fired up to come live in your uh, live in your own? Are you bringing family with you? Uh, my my, uh, my fiance is coming with me, so I won't be alone. Uh, she's been with me throughout training too, so it'll be nice to have her there. Rashawn Slater joining us, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What is it like to see so much of the discussion about the quarterbacks and then about the wide receivers and then you know like. Look, teams that have been successful are the ones with the best offensive line. So oftentimes you guys have gotten glossed over in, in, during the process. What's that like to turn on the TV and, and watch all of the conversation be about other positions? Uh, I mean, it just comes with the territory, I guess. That's, that's kind of how it's been my whole life of being an O-lineman. Usually you're only, you know, O-linemen only get noticed whenever they mess up. And, <laughs> and the pre-draft process, that tends to be how it is too. So it wasn't really a huge concern for me, just kind of, Par for the course, um, but you know it all. It all ended up paying off last night. Yeah, there's 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 two things you need to know about practice. One, you, you want to be able to match up against Joey Bosa, and two, you're not allowed to hurt Joey Bosa. Those two yeah, things. Right. That that is yeah. a that's a hard thing, right? Like, okay, wait, I'm not supposed to get beat by Joey Bosa, but whatever I do, I can't hurt Joey Bosa. Yeah, I mean that's that's another great thing. Like, it's going to be amazing getting reps against him. Rashawn Slater joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. The most important thing to ask any Charger player is, what color uniforms do you like the best of the Chargers? Their uniforms are beautiful. I'd say the navy blue. Well, that's the a terrible minute. answer. Gavin, oh, oh, just no. so you know, you're talking to like one of the only. Gavin, is that a terrible answer? We go powder blue on this show. Guys. Yeah, you, you, you go powder. Like, like in order, you go powder blue, then you go white, maybe the white with the yellow pants, and then maybe like if every other uniform gets burned in a terrible fire, then you go, you go navy. navy. Yes. Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm just saying, like, look, there's nothing. They went to a Super Bowl in the Navy, and, you know, they've had Junior Seau wore the Navy, and Ladea and Tomlinson wore the Navy. I'm, I'm not, but the powder blue is the greatest uniform in all of sports, and I think the white is a close second. I know, it's beautiful. Here's the thing about being a lineman, though. You don't want to be in a white uniform. It doesn't look good on you. That's a fair point. I didn't see it from that perspective. You've opened my eyes. You've absolutely opened my eyes. Hey, Rashawn, listen, safe travels to Southern California. Can't wait to see it. Remember, John Wayne Airport. Greatest airport ever. Like, no lines. You can go nonstop to Dallas. You know, I know they'll do commercial instead of private because of the Chargers. But you just go into John. You go, no, I want to go. And and if you really want to sound cool, you say, I want to fly into the Duke. You just go, I want to fly into the Duke. And you're good. All righty.
I'll work on that. We'll see you soon. Rashawn Slater, new uh, first-round draft pick of your L.A. Chargers. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Bengals, they it's the old don't bite the apple, Right. And, you know, like, look, if you watch football, you're like, well, we're losing A.J. Green. We're losing A.J. Green. We got to figure out a way to replace that production. Let's go get Jamar Chase, who's the best wide receiver. And, oh, yeah, by the way, when he last played football, was with Joe Burrow, who's our quarterback. Like, all of that is great. But is that how you win football games? Right? It's, It's no different than what David's saying. David's right. Right? Diet and exercise... I mean, it's going to help you live a longer life. But in the meantime, you got to protect yourself. You got to protect your investment. You got to do that. Sometimes the safe choice is the smart choice. And you know, the safe choice is the smart choice. I, I'll be honest with you, David. Like when I got the vaccine that night, I got the J&J one. That night, I felt like walking death. You know why? Because I basically had COVID for a night. Right. What it feels like. Right. I had the chills. I had the next day I had my neck hurt. I had a headache. It was, it was bad 36 hours. Yeah. Okay. But I did it in order to protect myself, my family, my mom who has been, who has been vaccinated or whatever. It's the same reason that the Bengals like, look, Jamar Chase is a stud. I have nothing bad to say about the kid. Nothing. But for the past three years, they've had arguably the worst offensive line in football. You have your pick of any offensive lineman in college football and you chose a wide receiver. That's what you did. And and look, it's enticing. It's enticing. But the safe play is the smart play. I mean, look at what you're throwing out there with your offensive line. I mean, a couple years ago, they 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 drafted uh with their first round draft pick, they drafted Jonah Williams at number eleven, also out of Alabama. Right? You could have gotten Penny Sewell and you would have been set, set on your offensive line. Instead, now, now we know what they're going to do today in the draft. And are there other offensive linemen available? Sure, but wouldn't you want the best? You have the number one overall pick in, in, in the draft last year. He proved himself to be a very, very good pro quarterback and then proved that he's human and he can get bent up like a pretzel and your offensive line came back to get you and you didn't learn your lesson when you had a chance at the best offensive lineman in football i can't help you i can't help you i mean russell wilson's pissed at the seahawks why he's tired of getting hit tired of getting hit i mean what 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 are you doing cincinnati that you would go and yes it's it helps tyler boyd it helps. You got T. Higgins last year. You still have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. You went and got rims instead of getting a car. That's what you did. You went and got rims instead of getting a car, which lots of dudes, I've done that before. When I was in my 20s, I had a chance to get a new car or I get new rims. And I went like, man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get some new rims. They were sweet, sweet. But the car was a hoopty. So I was in those rims for about six months because I ultimately sold the car. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Andrew Brandt says, I don't buy the narrative. The Packers haven't done enough to help Aaron. They have Pro Bowl players in every position group. I do believe, though, they've not managed the Rodgers love thing well. Having managed Favre Rodgers for three years, I know it. the effort it requires. That just goes back to what we've said. It's, you know, beautiful women. Relationships require effort and energy, right? They just do. And when you stop talking, that's when you stop having a relationship. And then anything you do at the end of the relationship is going to be negative anyway. Like even when you you try and offer him a new contract, like, ah, I'm trying to buy my love. No, I'm just trying to get you a new contract so you know that we support you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.